Welcome to this episode of Show Your Scars with Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Hey, Show Your Scars. Today is an update day. We are talking to Joanna Loman, professional women's soccer player with the Washington Spirit, again today as she goes through her ACL recovery process. And it's interesting to see how things change week over week and how she's progressing through the process because I think some of the things that she talks about can be helpful for a lot of different people who are going through injuries right now. So Joanna is seven weeks post-op this week and she had her six-week checkup with her doctor. She talks a little bit about that. We also dive into things like how there are so many opportunities in the rehab process that you have the ability to live your life and you need to make sure you're balancing the intensity of rehabbing with also your happiness. And, of course, happiness comes from getting better and feeling more fit and closer to the end goal of full health, but it also includes doing what pops up in life and feeling like you don't have to make sacrifices with going out with your friends, uh, watching a movie, whatever it may be that might interfere with your rehab. Jo talks about how she talks to herself every day and the three words she uses to help herself see progress, what the hardest part of the first seven weeks has been. And she talks a little bit about resilience and the weird coincidence that the book she read titled Resilience is also something she just spoke about recently to a bunch of middle school kids and how that all popped up. I hope you guys enjoy hearing from Jo again. Here she is about seven weeks post-op after Pride Weekend for her where she spent a lot of time in D.C. doing different activities for the parade. Hi, how are hey. you? You you settling in after a wild week of celebration? <laughs> I, uh, my knee's a little bit sore today, I'm not going to lie, but it was well worth it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. It was an awesome weekend. I was oh, very good. thankful that I have been beasting out my rehab because my knee yeah. definitely um, took a beating. But, it, you know, actually today it's not that swollen, so I'm... I'm pretty happy with it. I think that's a really good lesson, though, in general, is, like, life happens, and you have to live your life throughout yeah. this. Like, there's going to be things that come up that you're going to have to choose to to do that. And I think as athletes, we maybe – that's one of the things that we don't have the luxury of for a long, long time when we are healthy is, like, we're continuously sacrificing things that also mean, mean something to us because yeah. we play a yeah. sport. but. Now is an opportunity to get to, you know, choose to do something in your life rather than focus so much on um, and try to control the rehab so much. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. I think it's really important to, you know, look at life not necessarily in, in what we don't have but what we do. So although my knee is not necessarily where I want it to be to be able to play soccer with the spirit, you know, there's still so many beautiful parts of my life that I can still enjoy. And you know, I really try to put emphasis on that and, and work through the pain and the struggle with the knee and um, try to live, you know, as much of a normal life as possible and really put 
um, you know, more attention on um, some some areas that I've you know wanted to work on for a while in my life because I've been consumed, mm-hmm. like you said, with soccer. Yeah. What are those areas that you've been kind of a little bit more focusing on? I had a, a great talk last Friday. Um, a middle school invited me to come speak about resilience. So mm. a, a health teacher at a middle school across the street from me, without me knowing this, uh, she was talking about resilience in health class and brought up my injury and my um, my recovery from my injury as an example of resilience. And coincidentally, uh, a client that I coach in soccer was in the class and then messaged me about that and said how special it was for her, for her teacher to bring me up. So I said, I'd, I'd love to come in and speak. And uh, so that was last Friday. And what was really neat about it is that you know, I've been documenting my recovery pretty extensively. So I have a whole, whole group of photos and all the videos that I take. And I put together about a three-and-a-half-minute video that goes through you know, from me and actually the day of getting hurt all the way through to where I was last week. And it's just to watch the journey. You know, what I really appreciated about that video is that I was smiling through a lot of it. And it just it shows that you can find a lot of joy even through the pain and you can find a lot of strength um, in the struggle. And, you know, it, it somewhat made me, you know, cheer up to see how far I've come and to know how much support I've received throughout these six, seven weeks because I know, I know I wouldn't be at this point without everyone's encouragement because that's really what makes me wake up every day and, and keep pushing through it. Yeah, resilience is an individual thing, but I think a lot of times it is such a community-based, whether it's you're leaning on family or friends or uh, supporters, what, however they may be. So um, that's really cool that you kind of acknowledge that, that that's a key part of your resilience. Yeah, you know, I think what I try to emphasize again at this middle school is that you know, we all struggle somehow, right? We all battle some sort of, of demons. And I think it's, you know, a lot of people look at it as a weakness to admit that you need help or that you're struggling, but I think it's, it's very brave to put, your, you know, to put your hand up and say, you know, this, I can't do this alone because so many people feel that, that exact same way and they're just scared to say it. So you know, I think to see an athlete like me who's, really been somewhat of, you know, I've had longevity, I've had a great career, I'm 34, physically I'm in great shape, and to see me, you know, sit here and say, listen, I can't do this on my own, I really need everybody's help, and to see me go from, you know, playing 90 minutes on the field to learning how to walk again, I think it really humanizes you, and it shows that no matter who you are in this world and what you've accomplished, um, everything comes down to taking it one step at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think, you talked a little bit about your career there, do you think that you had, not that you ever really worry about getting injured, I think, especially when you haven't had, um, I mean, you've had injuries before, but uh, different things than this. You, you, you hurt your back, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. How long did that keep you out? Well, it was such a different scenario because there was no league in the United oh, States right. at that point. So okay. I, I feel like, it's almost apples and oranges because when I got injured this season, I hadn't missed a game in seven years, and I just have been so invested in this team that you know it really it shattered me to to get injured, especially in the, the timing of it when I felt like I was really strong and coming into yeah. the season as one, one of the starters. So it was it was a shock essentially to my system. How do you think we balance that idea of like? Because I think as athletes, we feel like we're in control if we work hard and we are strong and we're fit all of those things, but how do you balance that, balance that without having an injury, with that humility, like I'm not in control and I could do everything right and still something can 
cannot go the way it's planned. I think it's I think it's hard. I think at first when I got injured, I think it's natural to, you know, to kind of ask why and to try to find a reason or even a formula for why it happened. Yeah, you rack your brain. Yeah, that's the most difficult thing is not knowing how it happened. And so, I mean, just like life, there's no guarantees that it won't happen again. I think that's the scariest thing or for any injury, really, because you can do everything right. Uh Accidents and and freak occurrences just happen. Uh And I think it's a great lesson, you know, that I've learned throughout this process. And is that you have to you have to let go of what you can't control and you have to essentially trust that whatever happens in your life is to your best benefit, right? So of course I would never would have chosen to have torn my ACL, but I'm sure and I feel this way now, you know, looking back on the injury, it's taught me so many lessons that I never would have learned if I didn't get hurt. And I think that my life is expanding in ways that I really needed. I've always been terrified to retire or to step away from the game because it is my vocation. It, it you know, it, it pumps through my veins. So now I've had to really look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, who am I now that I can't play soccer? How can I still contribute to this world? Because there's still so many ways that each individual can contribute, even if it isn't necessarily exactly how they saw it, if that yeah. makes sense. No, that's really well said, and I think, you know, not not a lot of people are at the that point like you are where they're, you know, had a great career. Maybe they're just starting their career or they're youth athletes, and it's hard to see what is the silver lining in this. But I really do believe that there's opportunity in the struggle, and you have to be keep your eyes open and not get so bogged down by this is so hard, this is so hard kind of like you said at the beginning, like, what what can I do? What have I wanted to do for so long and I haven't been able to? And you've found a way to kind of expand your mindset and say, you know, I'm going to be okay if I don't have this. Do I want soccer again? Yes, of course I do. Mm -hmm. But what else can I put my time and energy in to feel maybe a similar feeling of contribution while or like – feel like I'm doing something while I'm also trying to get back to what I'd like to do. Yeah, 100%. I think when you are faced with challenges, especially challenges, I would say to this depth, it it forces you to grow. And looking back on on my career, I know that I have learned the most when I've failed or, you know, I won't even use the word failure, but when I haven't gotten what I've wanted, right, when I've somewhat kind of fallen on my face and have had to pick myself back up again, or when, you know, my heart was broken from, you know, losing a championship or from getting injured, and you slowly, you put each piece back together. And when you put it back together, you're you're a different person. And I think you're someone that is, is stronger because you've gone through that challenge. And that's kind of how I'm trying to look at this is, you know, how how can I grow? And also how can I use this experience to help anybody else who may be, I'm trying to overcome some sort of adversity, and yeah. I think that's what was really special for me to speak about resilience is that it's applicable to all aspects of life. We're not just talking mm-hmm. about an ACL tear. We're talking about waking up every single day and, and you know, sometimes even just getting through the day for some people, and um, acknowledging that is, I think, a very powerful thing. Kind of your... Oh, you are seven weeks out of surgery? Yeah, this is my seventh week, yeah. Okay, and so last week you saw your doctor and kind of, I want to hear, like, how that went and kind of 
also what have been the hardest parts and maybe the the best parts of the first six, seven weeks? I would love to share that. My doctor um, was very pleased with how my knee looked. I think I still have a little bit of swelling, but that's to be expected just because when you do um, the amount of physical therapy that the professional athlete does, it's just going to cause some swelling. But my strength is <clears throat> my strength is great, and my quad muscle is definitely coming back and is more defined, and I feel very stable on my knee. So I was, I was optimistic going into the appointment, and my you know doctor confirmed all of those things. And I'm starting to progress through the recovery process. So now you know, I'm doing little things where I'm doing quick feet and I'm jumping a little bit and I'm moving. I'm not cutting, but I'm moving side to side. And, you know, I'm really building that strength up. And it feels good because I don't necessarily feel like I've had any disruptive setbacks. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've been, you know, kind of you know, on a linear um, upward slope throughout the process. And I think that... The hardest part um, in the first seven weeks, I think, was the first few weeks, just really, because you're really trying, you just went through a, a pretty dramatic trauma, so you're mm-hmm. trying to recover mentally, emotionally, you know, physically, spiritually, and it's just, it's a really hard thing to do, but I felt like two or three weeks in, once I was able to, to come to terms and to really let go of, like I told you before, like, of who I thought I was going to be and just, like, fully embrace who I was. I think that was the really the turning point for me, and I'm the kind of person who gets completely lost in a process of something. I just, I don't know, I just, I, I have this ability to kind of like put in my headphones or to just, uh, you know, drown out the rest of the world and just get completely lost in whatever I'm doing, and that's where I find the beauty of it. So when I do physical therapy, I just, you know, I really focus in on my exercises. I, I see, you know, how it's benefiting me, and I understand that it's, it's a step I must take to get to where I want to be, so I really enjoy it, and I think if, you know, people could embrace that concept of just understanding that it's a really long journey, but every single day is important for that journey, you know, you can't really look past the given day, and I've really tried not to say, I can't wait until I can run, I can't wait until I play soccer again, because I, I don't want to think that way, and I, I want to just live um, in the current moment and appreciate it for what it is and use it um to strengthen me. So, you know, I think the hardest things were the first few weeks, and I think after that, you know, really just embracing the journey has has benefited me. Yeah, has there been anything that you have done or that sticks out that you're like, oh, I love when I get to do this? Or, like, for me, I remember in the first few weeks, like, I couldn't get enough hands-on. I'm like, can you get the swelling out? Can you massage my Mm -hmm. quad? Can you, like help my muscles who are trying so hard and, like, tightening up relax. I was, like, I would – I just want more hands-on movement of my patella, like, anything that they would do. Oh, God, yeah, I crave that. Like, I'll I'll be lying in my bed at nighttime and my knee will ache and I'll think to myself, I cannot wait till my physical therapist does, like, the patella mobs or, or, you know, really massages it out because that's what really, I think, um, feels good for it and I – also, too, you know, I'm sure you did this, but you just celebrate the little victories, right? When you get a full revolution on the bike or when you can actually grab your own quad and stretch it. And, and today, I got so excited and I called my um, trainer over and I said, look, I can, I, my quad, you know, my heel is almost touching my butt when I'm stretching my quad. So just like, yeah. you know, little things like that where you can, you see the improvement and it feels so good to know that all the work and the effort that you put in is 
you know, actually coming to fruition and your knees getting better and you just see it, you just feel it. Yeah, yeah. And I so think that... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, this is this has been a really... It's almost been somewhat of a peaceful process for me because when you play soccer, there's a lot of things you can't control. You can't control your playing time. You can't control necessarily what the coaches think of you. You, you don't... There's so much that's out of your control, but now I, I just wake up every day and I think to myself, okay, just get better, right? And, yeah. And it's it's so much more under my control that I, I often look, you know, look back and I think, did I overcomplicate life? Like, is that just what we have to do every day is just wake up and get better somehow? And I know it's not that simple, but I think that's helped me too because it's it's a very focused and defined purpose to each day. Has that been your, your affirmation or your... Uh word that you the words that you say to yourself every day. Yeah, I I just say, you know, just get better. And and some days are some days are way better than others, right? Like today I was very tired, but you know, one of my favorite quotes is to give anything less than your best is a sacrifice the gift by Steve Prefontaine and I truly believe that. So every night when I go to bed, I wanna feel like I've given my best. And even if that's you know, I was tired or emotionally I was struggling it's it's just knowing that you came and you showed up, right? You showed yeah. up and you didn't give up and you tried your best. And I think that's something so important in life and that we've lost, we've lost this day and age. It's just, it's just showing up. Yeah. And, you know, that's half the battle is just showing up. And I always want to know that I've, I've used that time wisely and I haven't wasted a minute of it. That's good. That's really good. I was talking to a sports psychologist the other day and he was saying, if you can give 60%, you have to give 100% of 60%. And I thought that was really wise in, you know, all of, you know, not only just the recovery process, but life. Like, there are yeah. going to be days where you aren't 100%, and you have to figure out a way to give 100% of the percentage that you are able to give. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's an awesome concept. So you had been reading a couple of different books. Did you have any takeaways from those books? Yeah. Well, I was reading a, the book called Resilience that Diana Matheson gave me, which was awesome. Weird. I, I, I spoke about it on, at the middle school. So, I know. That's so um, strange. I know. I, I used that, a lot of quotes from that book in the presentation, and I think I've carried along a lot of lessons from that. Um, I've also been given a book called Relentless, so I'm going to plan on reading that. And uh, I think it's important for me to – you know, I, I do so much in the day, and I'm so focused, and I have so much energy that I often have to read things that don't engage my brain. Yeah. Um, as much when I try to go to sleep, because I've, I've really struggled with sleep. Trying to wind down. Yeah. Yeah. So I really I like to keep up with current events, sports. I love reading the sports section. I get the newspaper every single day. So I like to follow our, you know, our team in the paper, um, all of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I like to watch, like, I like what's that for it like just really try to shut off my brain sometimes at night because I think for me it's I, I'm just go 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 yeah and I have to figure out a way to really calm myself down right um on a different front uh your teammate Capri Sadasco just got cleared to play correct yeah she did how is that cool for you to see just kind of her progress through the end stages of the recovery process as you're kind of at the beginning to know um, and to not not put markers in your brain, but just kind of to see what it could potentially look like. Yeah, it's very helpful for me. It gives me hope 
because she's she's back. She's you know she's a very talented and skilled player, and it doesn't look like she's lost anything from you know when she went down in the championship game last season. Um, I'm sure you know there are moments where there's doubts and because we're just we're human, but you know, she's uh-huh. really come back at a high level, and she's a role model for me. And you know, I try to look at her journey and um, really emulate it because I think she's she's moved pretty quickly through the process and. Uh, it's important for me to just make sure that you know I don't I don't rush it, and I think she had a you know a lot more motivation to come back quickly because she could actually play in the season. So for me, it's a little bit different in the sense that I don't have a season to come back to until 2018. Right. So it's you know for me, I've really tried to balance between okay, let's rehab, let's recover as much as possible, but still I I want a high high quality of life, right? Like I. I don't want to be working at 20 hours a day because for, you know, for what? So I can get back October 1st as opposed to November 1st? Okay, great. But I still can't play in a soccer game. So I think that's really important, too, is just is finding, you know, the balance between really recovering and rehabbing and being happy. Because yeah. I think when you're happy, you, re- you recover faster just naturally because your body reacts differently. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of Caprice. I think she's worked so hard, and I'm excited to see her out in the field and, to see her compete because she's such a great player and a great person. Mm-hmm. Well, well said. And I think for you, Joe, I it's I'm happy. I'm so happy. Everything's going well these first seven weeks. And um, you know, I think you have a good mindset and a good outlook on this. That you're seeing opportunities to grow. You're embracing the moment, and I think that's going to help because, as you've known, even through those first seven weeks there hasn't been any big setbacks but it's a long process and there can be things that pop up and I think the way that you're you're just uh going through this process is going to help you in those moments that don't go your way yeah I hope so I think the greatest challenge for me is like I said just trying to find that balance to make make sure that you know my my trainer may want may want me to do everything with the team and to work out five hours a day and because that's, you know, that's what he's invested in. And he wants uh-huh. me to come back as quickly as possible. But for me to be, you know, to set some boundaries and just say, hey, listen, you know, I have I have a speaking engagement here or there, you know, to, to make sure I'm still living that life. And, you know, it's good that I get to speak to you and get that reinforcement to know that that's okay, right? And I spoke to Diana Matheson, and she said the same thing. She said, make sure that you're happy because it's yep. a long grind. Yep. And, and I realize I think it. I think it gives you, especially where you are in your career, it gives you the ability to see what's next. And we can't look what's next when we're in the moment because we're playing and we're committing everything to the now and the playing. And this gives you a chance to get better and get back to what you love to do, but also have that moment, like you said earlier, where, okay, I'm, I, I was scared of retiring, but look at all the things I can do, and you can start to dabble yeah. and see see what fits you better than something else. For sure, absolutely. Well, cool. I wanna, um, and I don't know if this video, if it's something that you're putting together, like for the ultimate, you know, the the full full journey. But if if you want to share that video, I'd be happy to share it with. Yeah, um, I'd love to. Okay, that could be cool. Should I email it to you? Yeah, email it to me. Okay. Okay, cool. Yay, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, you're going to love it. I'm really proud of it.
Um, and keep it up, Joe. Um, you're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. And things, I, I just hope things continue in the direction that they're going. Thank you, Jordan. I really you're appreciate welcome. it. Okay, we'll talk soon. Enjoy the okay, rest of your day. Okay, good. Just get better. I think we can all use those three words that Joe uses to help us through whatever we're going through right now. You have an opportunity in your rehab process, and sometimes it's hard to see that, but by reframing things, as Dan Abrams talked in the last podcast, and refocusing your mind on something different, it allows you to see things with possibilities. It's one of the big reasons why we have refocus bands at the ACL Club. We sell them online because we really believe in the power of refocusing your brain and really believing that absolutely everything is progress. You're finding progress every single day. You have the opportunity to make it into progress, but you have to choose that. I really love talking to Joe and hearing from her about what's going on. Check out the book Resilience that she talks about. I think you will enjoy it. And if you're not already, go to theaclclub.com and subscribe to our email list if you have torn your ACL because we're going to share with our mailing list a video that Joe talks about about resilience so that can be something special that you guys can check out so thank you all so much if you have a second review on iTunes would be so great I would be very thankful for that just let us know what you think email us info at the ACL club or just go and share your strength with somebody. That's really all we ask for here. I love talking to you guys at Show Your Scars. I hope that you are sharing your strength with one another and going out there every single day and being proud of what your scars have turned you into and who you've become in the process. So continue to go out and show your scars with pride.